Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge, because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of Entrepreneurhood, Lakeham and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. You got your boy, Lake Kim, in the building, and I got my brother, KB, in the building with me. We're on episode 29, and we decided to name this one, Leaders Lead No Matter What. Now, KB, he found a quarter today, and he's going to let y'all know why we decided to choose this topic, because as entrepreneurs, being leaders of people, we know it's inevitable that people are going to give up. But as leaders, we have to know that we got to continue to hit our goals and continue to develop the people that want to hit their goals. So, KB, what's the quote of the day? Today's quote is, success is a slow process and quitting does not speed it up. Man, bro, that is so true. (laughs) Under no circumstance, quitting has got anybody successful. (laughs) Yeah, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Why quit now? You might as well just pick up your problems and take it with you. (laughs) (laughs) the reason we chose this episode because we notice entrepreneurs have to learn how to keep their composure after someone quits on us it discourages as leaders and it can be very frustrating when it comes to hitting our personal goals yeah bro i feel like in the beginning stages of this it's so easy to take it personal because if you're not used to someone giving up on you it just messes up your confidence man it makes you feel like you don't know what you're doing Exactly. You thinking you're supposed to be in a position to lead people, but if you're not leading people, you just feel like I'm a non-existent here. You're leading yourself. And I think when we want to lead other people and we don't got nobody to lead or every time we try to lead someone, they fall off. Again, it makes us feel like, yo, what am I doing? Exactly. You feel worthless. You lose your passion to continue to go forward. Bro, straight up. Let's jump into the problems because I feel like this episode is going to be something that you and me, we're going to be able to refer people back to just because it's such a common thing that people give up. As leaders, we have to continue to remember why we started our journey and how we're going to continue to help other people. So let's jump into the problems, man. What's the first problem we got? I hate when people commit and they renege on their word. We all hate it. This is life though. It's a general thing that means don't take it personal. Leaders got to lead no matter what. Yeah, bro. And I feel like one of the main reasons why us entrepreneurs, we take this one so personal is because word is bond. And once you break that bond, man, we feel like it's a personal attack because growing up, at least the way me and you, we raise is if you don't got your words, you don't got no respect. And that goes along with the upbringing and environment that we was taught about vocalizing what you truly want. And when you got someone holding you accountable to those certain goals, all right, now this is what I'm going to help you get. So when you give up on me, it's a personal stab. Damn, we just made this commitment together that you're going to attack this goal. So it's a shot. It's basically a shot taken at you. Yeah. And that's the same way I felt. And I'm just now, five years in the game, just now starting to realize it's not personal. But in the beginning, man, it hurt my feelings like big time. The second problem we have is I hate when I pour my energy into someone and they give up before they see any results. This one is another one that I feel like I take personal a lot, too, because it's like when you have someone with potential, you see their potential. They don't see it in themselves. 
Yeah, bro. It's like coaching a basketball game and then the whole team quit in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> no game is won in the first or the second quarter, so you just got to keep playing. We see those results. A lot of people are, you know, are fearful when problems happen. And leaders are different. Like when problems happen, we know we have to step up to the plate. Yeah, man. I couldn't agree with that more. Third problem we have, when people quit on me, it messes my confidence as a leader. It hits home every time because your success as a leader is based off your ability to help others. Wow. That's how I feel that our confidence as entrepreneurs sometimes is super shaky is because we know that we don't have a resume. (laughs) Our resume is our results. And because that is how we're graded, when people quit, damn, man, like I'm doing something wrong. My resume is showing that I'm not built for this and I have to find a way to get better results. The way it usually starts, you start with entrepreneurhood by yourself. And as you continue to grow and be successful, you realize you need to scale your business and venture out. And as you're scaling your business, you're going to have to forcefully become a leader because you have employees or clients that you're trying to help. And in that process, you realize, hold on, I have to be able to tap into my gift, but also have to be able to make sure they tap into theirs. And when they quit, you just feel like, damn, maybe I'm not ready for this. And then you have all these questions for yourself and make you realize that it's another level of achievement that you need to encounter in order to be have that great success. You have to be a leader. Yeah. And that's why I really want to share a lot of our experiences because I want our entrepreneurs to know that even when people quit, man, that does not mean that you're not ready. All that means is you have to continue to sharpen our skills and find the right people that's worth our time. Because I feel like sometimes if we're unclear of the the kind of people we want to coach and we want to help get to the next level, when we pick the wrong people, it messes up our confidence. So as entrepreneurs, we got to get clear on who we want to develop and how we're going to help them get to their goals. Let's jump into some of the experiences, man. I want to attack the first one, man. This whole episode right here is so true and and dear to me, man. I feel like I could talk about this for four hours straight, bro. The first problem we said was, I hate when people commit and they renege on their word. I have a lot of experiences with this because I'm in sales. I'm in commission sales. I hire people weekly. And what I see is when people get into sales, I already know that the turnover in sales is generally really high. And I have a lot of experiences where I offer someone a position. They accept the position. They excited. They're saying like, yo, like Kim, I'm going to be the best person you've ever hired. I'm going to be the number one salesperson. And bro, some people, they quit before they even start. Yo, over the years, like my first year in business, like offering people the position, I was so confused on the disconnect. I'm like, I spoke to you yesterday. You said you was excited. You said that you can't wait to be on our team. And then the next day, you're a no-show. You didn't even give yourself a chance to get in the game. And the second experience I have is like when someone starts and they tell me that they're going to be the best. They tell me that they're going to be the number one seller. And after day one, poof, like they're going like magic. That's how girls be feeling <laughs> when God's be telling them <laughs> dreams and they just vanish. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yo, what happened? And he just felt like he wasn't ready for that position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the thing that confuses me is I'm not sure sometimes of what's the reason why people like renege like that. I don't know if it's like, is it commitment? Is it someone is in their air? What are some of your experiences, man? But I'm still slightly confused on why people, they renege so quickly. First off, when person renege on their word, I call it a toxic trait. It used to just devastate me because like you said, where we from, we're a firm believer where your word is your bond and your word is all you really have at the end of the day. If a client said they were coming back to work out and they never pursued it, I used to take it so personal. And after they quit, I used to think like they're not really quitting on me, but they're really quitting on themselves. And at the same time, I still had to remain professional. So I had to reply, okay, no problem. Come back whenever you're ready. But in my head, I'm like, yo, you just quit. You just a loser. You a punk. <laughs> like it was just a hard workout. I was learning as a leader, those things will happen. And you have to understand that you cannot take it personal. It's a part of the business, it's part of the job to stay professional. So I got a question because that's so funny. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs that lead people or have people that have to commit to things, it's so natural to like in your head or in an email or a text to give them a nasty response or a nasty, I don't know, like just a spiteful reply. What helped you keep your composure and not being spiteful? And have you ever thought of being spiteful in your response when people renege? Luckily, we could delete, have a delete button on our phone. (laughs) (laughs) But it just made me realize that uh, people be going through certain things. And sometimes it's just that they're not ready at that time, whatever, in their personal space. But when it comes to working out, you have to be, you know, mentally ready as well as physically or just having the money. And once I had to realize that, hold on, maybe they're just not ready right now. And a lot of times where I had to remain calm and also, because in my head, I have my personal goals that I want to hit and the amount of people I want to help and the amount of money I want to make. And if people just keep quitting on me, how I'm going to get there. So that's how I was just thinking, this is not going to help me gain success. So let me tell them how I really feel. That's not their business. And I'm the leader. So I have to remain my composure all the time. So when they actually do come back, they understand, okay, he actually really cares. He's not just about money with him. And I think that's super important because like you said, sometimes people got to be ready. It's a little bit different in sales because I feel like we as entrepreneurs got to be mindful of our brand. I think that's extremely important. And what you just said is like, yeah, you, when people don't show up, it's frustrating. And I'm sure there's certain things you really want to share with them. But again, you can't do that because your brand is on the line. And if you share a negative message or you say something spiteful, all that's really doing is going to hurt you long-term. And the irony of that is that's what's going to really strike their emotion besides you just giving them motivation. When you tell somebody something negative, that sticks more than positive. And you know what, what I was also thinking too is, In sales, it's very interesting because I don't think it's like personal training where if a person isn't ready, they'll generally come back. What I've seen in my experience in sales is people, they just create this image of what they think sales is going to be. They have their mind made up before they even start. Or they talk to someone else who has a negative experience And then they base their experience on what someone else says and they don't even give it a shot. So it's it's very rare. Like probably in my five years in business, I've probably had one or two employees that I've actually allowed to come back, say, hey, 
this isn't a good fit for me at the moment and then come back and then give them another try. And it was the same outcome. It was super frustrating. Like in sales, if someone isn't ready or they, they quit on you the first time, you give them another shot. I hate to say this, but once a quitter, always a quitter. It wasn't a good experience for me, needless to say. That's pretty tough. You just, nah, you're done. You quit on me. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like in sales, the mindset we have is, bro, once you leave, is there's no coming back. It's like a, a bad relationship. That's personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. That's how I feel. I'm learning to understand that I'd rather someone renege on their word before they start than when they do start. So I'm just getting better at picking people that has shown me that they've committed to things in the past. I think that's a big thing that's been helping me. I mean, during the, the end, I'm going to definitely share some solutions that I got to this. The second problem, I hate when I pour my energy into someone and they give up before they see any results. What experience do you have with that one? Here's my biggest thing is as a leader, I see so much potential in people and I want them to do good so bad. Like I think a lot of the times I want them to do better than they want to do good for themselves. And what frustrates me is when a person has one bad week, they give up. And prior to that bad week, we talk about all the goals we're going to hit together, how we're going to take over the world together, how we're going to open up offices together, how we're going to make millions and hundreds of thousands of dollars together, and then poof, gone. It's so frustrating because, bro, I've had so many people in the past that either I've helped get to another step in their life, I've spent money on having dinners with them, lunches with them, buy them prizes, send them on trips. And then when it doesn't work out, you're like, yo, I just wasted my time. That's how you feel at least. And that's how I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs feel is like when you invest so much into somebody, they starting to make some progress, but they don't follow it through. Again, it hurts your feelings and it, it makes you feel like, yo, I just wasted my time. But here's what I've learned from that, though. I've learned that a relationship doesn't have to be permanent for it to be effective. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that has helped me get through those tough times when I see people give up on themselves, especially when I know what a person could become. That's how I've been handling it. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of bad relationships. You have <laughs> dinners, trips, luncheons, and they just <laughs> skip town on you. <laughs> yeah, bro. I just don't be understanding. As entrepreneurs, the one thing that we care a lot about is our time. And we try to be mindful of the people we spend our time with. But it hurts. It really hurts when you spend time with someone, what they could do. and then. They give up on themselves. It makes you feel like they're giving up on you. It bothers a lot of us. Aside from that, how does that affect you on, on a personal level when it comes to connecting with people? Because it feels like you do a lot on, your, on a business scale of pouring into people. So on a personal scale, do you even have the same type of energy for that? I think what it does when you have a lot of people give up on you, it makes you numb. And it's bad. Like It really is because sometimes you don't want that to go into your personal relationships. Business and personal is, is two different things. And I think sometimes when you become numb to situations, you become numb to your personal situations too, because you're just so used to people giving up on you. Sometimes you're hesitant 
to give your all to somebody else. Or sometimes you catch yourself doing that in your, in your personal relationship. And that's a tough thing, man. I go through a, on a similar level. I'm not doing like luncheons and, and breakfast and dates. <laughs> <laughs> but mentally, it's a lot of energy I pour into people. And I experienced that firsthand uh, with training and real estate. But real estate, definitely want to talk about example for that. First, let me go back. I pour in a lot of energy people between you know training and real estate. And I believe instant gratification will be the death of the week. And I'll say that one more time. Yeah, run that back. <laughs> instant gratification will be the death of the week. And it usually falls down to two kinds of people with superficial expectations or those with terrible worth ethnic. And for real estate, sellers will have an unreasonable price that they want to sell their house for. And when it comes down to it, they'll think it's the agent's fault. So I remember I did an open house, Central Park. And I used to go there every weekend for five months straight, taking the train or driving from Queens to the city. And it was a two-hour commute. I would really pull up there just for a five-minute showing. <laughs> Wait, what? And that's how much dedicated I was when it came to showing an apartment because people email us and I'm like, yo, I want to sell this crib because it's $1.1 million. But the commission could be about a good uh, $10,000, $15,000 for me. I was excited every time I came to a showing and for servicing everybody, making sure that they learn everything about that apartment. And out of the five months, we only had one offer. <laughs> so obviously there's an issue here by having one offer because the, the price was too high and the seller was so adamant about selling for this price and so arrogant to the market where he just blamed us and said, oh, it must be you guys' fault. You're not doing a great job. Hold on, hold on. So you're telling me for five months straight, you was going back and forth two hours for potentially a five-minute conversation? Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, the life of an inexperienced realtor who's trying to get a deal. What so, about a phone call, like a text? Like it had to be face-to-face? That's one thing about listings. Like you always post the best. Like apartment was lovely, but everything outside of the apartment, you can't really measure for that. So, for example, you couldn't see that we were close to the elevator in the building. You couldn't understand that it was a ground level apartment and you couldn't understand that it was facing south, like far as the sunlight. Oh, so, <laughs> all these other variables played a role once you actually get inside of the apartment. It was beautiful. It was lovely. It was, it was sponsor renovated. But when it came down to it, people didn't just want to pay that much for a ground level apartment. I explained this to the seller after the week open house. Listen, this is the feedback from it. This is what we're getting. Can we drop the price? He never wanted to drop the price. So he didn't renew our contract. He ended up selling for 50K less another three months later. Did you get a piece of that or? No, he, our contract expired. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about pouring substantial amount of energy into something. Somebody's quitting on you before you see the results. So you spent five months going back and forth and he went with somebody different. Totally different. Went to a whole new brokerage. And I was so drained emotionally, physically, and financially. It made me, gave me a bitter taste of real estate within itself. And I really had to take some time off because 
I gave so much energy and I know the answer to this. I know the answer to fixing this. And a simple thing is just dropping the price. And when he basically quit on us, I really was just devastated. Like, yo, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah, bro. That would give me thoughts of quitting myself. It taught me so much about the experience and also taught me so much how to deal with people and also taught me I would never be in that position again. But it's hard being a leader, pouring that energy and people just quitting on you in the first quarter. Now, all right, so what about personal training? Have you ever had a, a client that you were training or you were in the process of training to get them results, whether to get their body goals or whatever the case may be, and then they just stop showing up without letting you know or without communicating? I average about 10 clients like that a month. <laughs> <laughs> How do yeah. you handle that? How does Why does that happen so much? One, people realize that it's... The workout is not easy. Instagram, I make it, you know, look fun as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so when they get there, they're like, yo, this is really work. And I'm like, yeah, we really get results on this. So this is what you have to do. And then two, it's just you know, their environment. So if their friends are partying and drinking every weekend, they're so used to it. They're not really to make that change and also understand that if you do these things, it's going to be counterproductive to your results. So you can party and drink. But how many times do you work out in a week? You got to work out at least five, six times to make up for that party and drinking. And <laughs> once they realize that it's not a deficit, they like, damn, I don't think I'm ready to do this. Or they make up other excuses. And then eventually they end up coming back probably a month later, a year later. And they're like, wow, I'm ready now. Yeah. Do you have one particular client, whether... If if there's another example in real estate or personal training, and obviously we're not going to share no names, but <laughs> do you have one particular experience that probably stood out to you the most of like where you knew someone was like super close to getting like drastic results and then they just stopped? Yeah, I have about five of those a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing, man. I have clients where I've got results in two weeks. and they just got on a hot horse and just been downhill ever since. And they'll come back for a month, leave, come back. And then at a point in time, I just don't want to take them no more. I'm pouring my energy into you. And I have other people who are really going to give me dedicated. It's going to be fresh. I might as well go with a new person. Because I feel like it's like a bad relationship where you just keep breaking up and getting back together. Keep breaking, getting back together. Then there's no difference. <laughs> I'm looking at you differently because now I'm looking at you on a personal level. You're just going to keep doing this. I can't le allow you back in my life and you just keep leaving. <laughs> so therefore, I'm going to have to cut the cord and work with somebody new because when it's new, it's always fresh. You have your, your honeymoon stage. So the first two months, people with me, they're excited and they're getting their results. And then after the third or fourth month, they like, they feel themselves and they feel themselves. And they after they feel themselves, they start slacking. And then they start gaining weight, they stop coming, and they come back a year later, KB, I need your help again. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably give people like probably two or three strikes. After that fourth one, I ain't even texting you back. Like <laughs> <laughs> that, and That's so funny, man. I always enjoy when we talk is, even though we in different industries, man, it's so similar because business is business. And I definitely have a, an example just like that, too, because in sales, what we say is the first three months when someone starts in sales, 
they're in the excitement phase, right? They're just generally excited. Everything is new. There's, they're learning stuff. It's like your, your freshman year. But then we say after month three, that sophomore slump, it's like, bro, that's when people just fall off. And that's when you're in a vital stage of your career, like your sophomore year. And when you're doing something, that's when you build in the foundation. And I feel like a lot of people from my experience, man, they just give up as they're building the foundation. And it's so disheartening sometimes because if you had just gave me a couple more months, I was going to take your life to a whole new experience and results. And when I think of this, it makes me think of that image where a person is digging for a diamond. It's that image where one, they're like, they're digging, they're getting closer to the diamond. And then they give up right before they hit the jackpot. And then there's another person that's just, so I'm powering through as another person is walking away. And that's just how life is. Sometimes you're like, yo, just all, you were like a day away. You were a month away from reaching untapped potential. It hurts so much emotionally because you know how it is because you've probably been that person that been persistent and, and pushed through. And to see someone else to be right there at you know 99 to get to 100 and just quit, yo, bro, you're losing it. You're losing everything that we work for. And it's very frustrating and it's devastating. Now you have to go build with another person, start from zero to get them to 100. It's tiring and it drains you mentally and emotionally. And it's just, it's a part of the process. And, and it's so funny because I think this takes us to problem number three, which is when people quit on me, it messes up my confidence as a leader. And I got an example for this too, KB. I remember in the beginning stages, like I said earlier, I would take it personal when someone would quit. And what I started to do is I started doubting myself and I was doubting what I was doing because it's like, they start, they quit. They start, they quit. And you're like, when is it going to stop? Is it ever going to stop? And I remember one individual, KB, I had a guy who made $20,000 in commission in three months. Mm. I thought that this dude was going to be my next person that I was going to promote to management and open up a new location. And then one morning I got that text of, Hey, Lake Kim, I need to talk. And I'm like, Oh snap. I, in my head, I was like, okay. Like normally when I get that text it's from someone who's struggling. Yeah. But I'm I'm thinking that this is going to be a good conversation. He's probably like, yo, Lake Kim, I want to talk about my next steps of how we could, you know, take my game to the next level. So I'm like, yo, no doubt. Let's meet up for breakfast. I'll pay for breakfast and all of that. And KB, like we talk in the, for breakfast, we having a conversation. The convo's going good. I'm asking him about his family. And then the conversation changed dramatically. And he was like, wait, Kim, the reason I wanted to talk to you was because today's going to be my last day. And what? <laughs> and I was like, hold on. Like in my head, I was just like, this dude can't be serious. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not paying for your breakfast no more. Like we, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm telling the server to bring me two separate bills. And it was just a shock. 
And I'm just like, bro, you, like you made $20,000 in three months. I don't think I've had an employee kill it that much or kill it to that level in a long time. He was just thinking the grass is greener. He was like, I found a different job that they said they're going to give me a, a $200,000 salary. And in my head, I'm like, that's not bad. That sounds good. <laughs> like, I feel that. But in my head, I'm still very doubtful because I'm like, for a company to say that they're going to give someone in their mid-20s a $200,000 salary, unless you have a special connection or unless somebody that knows somebody, I just didn't want him to fall for that. Come join my team. I'm going to pay you this. And then he goes and then they don't promise what they delivered. So it was just, man, that one particular experience, it really bothered me because I thought that he was going to be the next guy. He was bringing all the results. And then in the snap of a finger, that breakfast went completely different. Especially being an entry-level position at 200K is, is crazy. So in my head, it was just like raising a lot of red flags. I'm like, bro, that's not likely. Like there's something to that they're not showing him. But again, when you in your mid-20s, you just chasing the dollar. And I still to this day don't know if that position um, fell through for him or he followed through with it. But again, it's because I took it so personally at that point, I didn't even reach out to see how his situation was because I was just, I was really frustrated. So if you're out there, ex-employee, and you hear this episode <laughs> and you're not making 200K, <laughs> then you need to make a phone call <laughs> to James Marketing Consultants. <laughs> Yeah, bro. When you think of it, you just think of those different experiences. It, like I said, it, it really it really messed up my confidence that day, man. That particular breakfast, it was hard for me to focus that day because I'm like, yo, this dude had so much potential. Like he was going to be that guy. So did y'all really split the bill? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Again, I thought that the beginning of that breakfast, it was us talking about goals. Once I found out that it was a quitting breakfast, I was like, yo, man, I, I care for you, but we split in this. And it was only like, I think a $25 bill, but I was, I felt petty that morning. Oh man, it's hard being a leader. <laughs> you got to lead no matter what. <laughs> yeah. For, for me personally, man, when people quoted me, it hurts me a lot. And I judge myself truly based on how I can lead others. People don't understand, like, being a personal trainer is not just being the most fit. It's to be able to help people achieve their goals to be fit. When I'm training my clients and they lose their motivation, super frustrated, especially in the beginning, because I will give them the exact plan what to do in order to achieve results. So as they fall off, my confidence is deterred from thinking I'm a good motivator. And to me, it was always bigger than money. So I started to stress a lot and I'm like I have to do something about this let me focus on being a better leader and what I started doing and I started reading uh, more about leadership and I came across this book called Leaders Eat Last and by Simon Sinek and it changed my life it made me realize that leadership is not a rank but it's great influence just because you're in position don't just make you a great leader for that position and I learned to listen more to my clients and really tap into their lives, either before or after each session, and really try to understand what it is for them to actually complete this task. Because I could just give them tasks to do. doesn't mean they're actually going to do it. It's got to be something in their gene to motivate them to do it. And I just started basically just started talking more to them. Yeah. And I feel like that book right there, for all of our entrepreneurs listening, Leaders Elast, 
I read that book too, man. And I feel like that puts things in a perspective of as a leader, you have to understand that your goal is to make sure you're taking care of the people around you. Because if you take care of the people around you, everything in your life is going to take care of itself. That's a very eye-opening and life-changing book. It changed my view on leadership heavy too after I read that book. And also creating that circle of safety that if they do feel like they're slacking or whatever, they could come talk to me. They won't just be you know, ridiculed by me. They'll be inspired by the things that I say. And I can really tap into how what it comes to be them because it's hard for women already. And me being a man, I don't know exactly how you feel, but I can actually understand, learn to understand how you feel. So even when it comes to when they have like literally their ministerial or they have breakups or they just have these, you know, weird body reactions, like all these different things come <laughs> into play. So with guys, we just work out, we lift, but it is what it is. But with them, it's so many different variables and the comparison of how they compare to you know, their friends and women on Instagram. It's so many things that plays a role for them to achieve their results. And I'm willing to go along those steps with them. And now to a point I already know. A lot of experiences after talking to so many different people, whether it's going to be your workflow, it's going to be your relationship, it's going to be how you used to look, you're looking at your old TBTs and you're feeling bad. <laughs> <laughs> you had a kid and you really snapped back from it. Like all these different variables, I understand now. And it just made me a better trainer. What would you say to an entrepreneur that's still at that stage that when someone quits on them, it still is messing with their confidence? Because I know for you and me, I feel like it took us some time to get out of that. So what would you say to that entrepreneur? And then on the second question to that is, how long did it take you to stop allowing people to quit on you to mess up your confidence? One, if you're a true leader, then you still have to leave regardless, because there's probably someone else that's counting on you right now as well. So if one person quits, you just can't leave the rest of the pack for dead. Two, it took, it's not even an exact time. It just kept taking like moments and different events that build that experience to realize this is a part of the game. And you once you realize this is a part of the game and you're willing to play for life, then there ain't no quitting for you. See, like that's so true. You said this is a part of the game and it's a life lesson. The fact that it wasn't one particular moment, it was just certain experiences that happened that built your endurance of what you could handle, I feel like that changes the game. Because I think, you know, what I want to say to entrepreneurs on this particular problem too, is to piggyback off of what you just said, KB, is if one person quits and you have other people that you got to continue to lead, you got to know how to get back in your zone quickly. Because even from my one experience, when I told you I had that breakfast and that dude quit on me, I still had 15 other employees that I had to lead that day. So did it affect me in the moment? Yeah, it did. And then when I hopped back in the car and I pulled up to the office, I was like, we still going to take over the world because I knew my core principle. And as the leader, I had to lead regardless of what the situation was. As long as you still have other people to lead, you got to follow through. But what KB just said, people's counting on you. Leaders lead no matter what. Yeah. So let's jump into some of the solutions, man, because I feel like now that our entrepreneurs know that people quitting on you is you're not by yourself. When someone doesn't follow through, you are not alone in this entrepreneurship journey. And KB and I is going to give you some of our takeaways of how we think you could continue to lead regardless of what people are doing. Because what KB just said, leaders lead no matter what. The first problem we talked about, KB, was 
I hate when people commit and they renege on their word. And for my entrepreneurs, here's my solution for this. Don't listen to words, watch actions. Anyone could talk, a kid could talk, an adult could talk. Talking doesn't mean anything to me anymore. In the beginning stages, I would get excited when someone would come in the game and say, yo, I'm excited to be on your team or I'm going to be that next person for you. Like you got my word. Now I make people prove themselves. I don't believe anything until I see the actions to back up what they said. And for my entrepreneurs listening, don't listen to the words, watch actions. That's going to help you not be as emotionally tied to the words of what people say. In the beginning, I found myself just taking their word and thinking that was going to be the end all be all. But in business, actions speak louder than words. My takeaway when people renege on their word is to remember it's business, never personal. We all hate when our clients drop the ball on their word, but we have to remember to keep it professional. You have to realize sometimes a person is just not in the right state of mind to engage with your business right now. Maybe in the near future, if things turn around, they won't remember exactly what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. Yeah. So you're only good as your last text. Keep it cool. Keep it professional because when they check that thread, they, they did count me out. They did me dirty. They don't want me coming back. I'm too ashamed to even approach them again. And I always say, keep it business and never personal. Yeah, bro. I think that that last thing you just said about you only as good as your last text is true. Because the last thing you want to do as an entrepreneur is say something spiteful that you can't take back. Just always. Just in a moment. Yeah. Like just always think the long term play in every move you make. We don't want entrepreneurs to make short term moves when this game is a long term game. What's the second solution you got? The second solution is for we hate pouring energy into people and they end up quitting before you get results. My second takeaway is there's no such thing as a bad experience. So pouring a massive amount of energy into someone for them to just quit sucks. However, it's all bad if you act. It's not all bad if you actually learn. Back to my real estate example, the only thing I didn't get from showing a house after five months is a sale. However, I learned so much. Like I learned how to negotiate. I learned how to do comps. I learned how to read people. I learned about lingo. I learned about taxes. Fast forward two years later, I'm closing deals because I'm more experienced than the average realtor. So how was that a bad experience? I look at it and say, I just got my check a little late. (laughs) (laughs) So there's no such thing as a bad experience if you can learn from it and you could add it to you and give value for your next situation. Bro, man. And that makes me think of exactly what my solution and my takeaway for that is. And as I said it earlier in the episode, and I don't know if the entrepreneurs caught it or not, but here's what it is. A relationship does not have to be permanent for it to be effective. Just like what KB just said, man, even though a lot of the relationships that I felt like I've been burnt by, I still took something away from it. Even if you learn something from that person, Even if that person gave you a new idea that you could take for the future, but it didn't work out, there's always something you could take out of each experience. And for our entrepreneurs to not feel burnt out or to not feel like it was a waste, always try to find something that you could take out of each relationship and each experience because it's going to make it feel like it was worth it in the end. For my third takeaway, when people quit on you, it messes you up as a leader. I say this, the solution to that is to listen more and talk less. 
Mm. As a leader, our job is to give commands to a group or organization to carry out. But at the same time, a great leader listens to their group and in order to make those commands. And I think that by me tapping into to learn about leadership even more and take the extra mile to figure out how to reach my clients and really understand their perspective and get into their shoes is what make me even a greater leader and a greater trainer and a greater realtor is to understand another person's perspective and also leading them to success as well. So you have to listen more and talk less. Yeah, bro. And I feel like that's why we got two ears and one mouth is because we're supposed to listen more than we speak. So that makes sense to me, bro. And my takeaway is this. For all my entrepreneurs out there that find themselves losing their confidence as a leader due to people quitting on you, here's what I got to say to that. All you have to do as an entrepreneur is help one person achieve success. Because once you prove to yourself that you could do it once, you could do it again, again, and again. All it takes is one person to gain results from your coaching, your mentorship, and your guidance to revitalize your confidence. Don't let all of the other experiences stop you because one person could change your whole career. And my final takeaway for everything in this episode is this. It's tough, man. It's tough being a leader because sometimes as leaders, we have to remember how to protect our emotion because we are like therapists. Everybody bring their emotions to us. When someone comes, they frustrate you. Someone, they take you off your your focus. You got to remember this, man. People will quit on you in anything that you do. But as an entrepreneur, we can never quit on ourselves. And that's why I believe leaders lead no matter what. My final takeaway is leadership is being in position when everyone is frantic. It's influencing constantly when they quit on you. You should never take it personal when your clients or your employees drop the ball, but a true leader will be there to pick them up. Tap into their space and the things they have to deal with. That's what a true leader goes the extra mile for. And there's no such thing as a bad experience. Like people will come and go. It's a part of the game. But you have to understand in order to be a great leader and a great entrepreneur, leaders lead no matter what. Entrepreneurhood. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.